Hello and welcome everyone to Five Minutes or Less, the audio show where we invite some people to bring something here to this space on West 19th Street, New York City to share. What kind of thing? Anything that can be heard, I think. What did you bring? We don't know, we didn't ask. We're all gonna find out together and finding out is, is part of the fun. Uh, this is a Content Mint production, sponsored by Assemble Partners. Find out more about Assemble at assemblepartners.com. I am very excited for this episode. Uh, it's our season finale, if you will, before we take a break uh, until the fall. And we've invited some old friends back who've been here before and some new friends. And uh, before we start, as some of you know, and I apologize, we have to uh, do some experimental poetry. I know there's been a lot of complaints about this. I've thought about getting rid of it, but I enjoy it. So, um, you know, Will's the editor. He can get edited out at any time he chooses to, but he's been very nice and he le he's left it in um, for the first three episodes and we'll see if it's in this episode. So what we did uh, before we started was we asked everyone here to write down some words. Uh, what kind of words, I don't know, favorite words, how they're feeling, any kind of words really. And Sophie is over, standing next to me, and we have a shuffled deck of these words. And I thought, um, the first word is wordy. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, but I thought, you know, I'm always reading this, and I thought maybe somebody else would read the poem tonight. Carol Real? <laughs> Carol Real has refused to participate. Oh my God, she's going to read the poem. You really? Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Carol Real is going to read the experimental poem. Okay, so uh, this is an index, it's called an index card poem, and um, you can read it any way you want, at any speed, and you can stop, you don't have to read all the words, and at any point you can stop and point to someone out here, and they can come up and read it, or I can read it. Oh, I like that. Can I fling them on the, the ground as I read them? You can do whatever you want. This is five minutes or less. The, the only rule is it has to last less than five minutes. That's really the okay. only rule. <laughs> All right. We're ready. Experimental poem. Wordy, slurp, scrumptious, tired, serendipitous, spicy, <laughs> Joey Pouch from a kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Plebeian scrap. Sloop. Tentative. Scrumptious. Gnarly. Away. Regretful. Brick. Instinctively. Can we string some together? Yeah. Butter tired. <laughs> Relaxed. Plethora. That's a good one. Thank you. Thank Plethora, plethora, thank you. All right, whoever did plethora. Black poopy ointment. <laughs> Mellow. I don't know what that says. Coelacanth. Mellow coelacanth conglomerate. <laughs> Alien. Chicken scratch. That's all we got, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Carol Real, thank you for your assist. Really appreciate it. Oh, leave them, leave them. Come on, leave them. <laughs> all right, let's begin for real now. Our first participant is working on her first album. It's due out in September. In the meantime, she can be heard on our first episode, singing her last time. I saw her last week performing at Charlotte's Jam, where she was helping raise money for suicide awareness and supporting Samaritans for New York and Experience Camp for Grieving Kids. Ladies and gentlemen, we're very happy to welcome back to Five Minutes, 
Dore. Hello, I'm Dore. This is a, a, a song called I Don't Want to Know. Also, my plans for my album have changed, and I'll have some things out this year, but it's not going to be a full album yet. But yeah, forgot to send that in the <laughs> email. <laughs>
Our next participant came to our last show and she blew us all away. So we invited her back because we wanted to hear more. We're very happy to have this Milwaukee Brewers fan back in town from the great state of Wisconsin, Susanna Karen. Susanna Karen, let's hear it. Accompanied by Cogito, thank you. Woo. You know, our goal at Content Mint is to make it feel like a happy family around here. So I'm very pleased that Grace, our producer, convinced her dad to join us tonight. A writer, public speaker, and a family historian who's devoted himself to studying and preserving his family's history and their contribution to American culture. I am honored to present to you the grandson of Oscar Hammerstein. Oscar Andy Hammerstein, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for having me. Um, my name is Oscar Andy Hammerstein and I spend a lot of my time going around the country giving lectures or uh, hosting nights of Rodgers and Hammerstein music and it's usually a, a warm bath of sentiment all night long. We start with a what a beautiful morning. We end up with uh, climb every mountain and everybody comes out of that place smiling. I get my check. I go to the hotel and that's my life and has been my life for years. And while I like doing that, there's something was missing in it for me. I didn't feel like it was really myself. So um, I did a Freedom of Information Request Act on my grandfather, and it turns out that the FBI had been following him for two decades and had a 99-page file on him. And as I started reading through it, I saw this 
history of the 40s and 50s opened up in front of me that had nothing to do with the music that he had written, but instead was about the political activism that he pursued throughout his career. And he pursued so much uh, activism and was such a liberal during the 40s and 50s, such a free thinker in the face of J. Edgar Hoover and Joseph McCarthy that um, I felt like a door had opened for me and that I had an opportunity to do a show that could be different, could be edgier, could be New Yorkish, could be liberal and political, and it wouldn't be the warm bath of nostalgia that I was always doing. And so I started to read it, and I realized that he was quite open about his liberal activism. He supported things like ending Jim Crow in baseball and uh, the, the creation of the United Nations. The list goes on and on. And he was deemed a communist because he was uh, associated with a lot of black causes like the Negro Congress, the NAACP, the, um, the trial, uh, the, the paying for the expenses for the trial of Ressy Taylor. He's truly a man I can be extraordinarily proud of had he never written a note in his life. And it's given me this opportunity, but it didn't come out as a book because there was nothing like a big punchline at the end. You can't go into a, a publisher's office and say, hi, this is how it ends. It just sort of peters off. So instead of doing it as a book, I decided to do it as a cabaret show. And I started to pick the songs that he had written because he had said himself that an author gives himself away in his work. And the work that he did, he gives himself away. Songs that he didn't mean to have a big message, but you've got to be carefully taught is a song that has that kind of power. Shall I Tell You What I Think of You from The King and I has that kind of power. Old Man River has that kind of power. And these songs, when fit into this new narrative that I have discovered, tells an entirely different story than the one I've been telling for the last 20 years. And I'm putting together this cabaret show now, and I'm nervous all over again. I haven't been nervous about doing a show for 25 years. And now I'm going on stage with a brand new script and a brand new story. Uh, wish me luck. Yeah, Andy Heverstein, thank you, Andy. Woo! Thanks so much for sharing your story, Andy. Uh, up next, we have someone who used to travel the country by bus a lot. This was a long time ago, and he was, when he was riding that bus, he was writing songs about a bus driver. I'm happy to welcome to Five Minutes for the first time, and please give a warm welcome to the American School.
Our next participant hails from the Louisville, Kentucky comedy scene. But now he's making it in New York, that concrete jungle where dreams are made of. Gents, ladies, everyone welcome Ronan Hirschberg. All right, I feel like you all just found out Louisville has a comedy scene right now. <laughs> <laughs> it was me, and I left, <laughs> and now they don't have one. <laughs> but they have one when I come back. Um, so yes, welcome to the tonal shift in the show. <laughs> uh, this is gonna be a, a jarring uh, shift right here. A lot of nice songs. It's gonna be now very 
loud and Jewish, and uh, we'll see how it goes. This is fun. I feel like I'm narrating War of the Worlds in the 30s with this uh, microphone. That reference was for the older people. Um, you really uh, aged yourself by laughing at that. Uh, all the younger people are like, I have no idea what you're talking about. You can just add the laughs after this. Um, <laughs> My, uh, my name is uh, Ronan Hirschberg. You got it right. You nailed it. You, yeah. you nailed it. It's a name that starts Jewy and just uh, keeps on going. Uh, yeah. Just gets Jewier and Jewier. Uh, I'm a Jew from Kentucky, um, which I don't recommend anyone doing. Uh, and I, uh, yeah, I started comedy there. It wasn't always great. It wasn't always a packed. Whatever, whatever this is. Uh, <laughs> looks like a hip dentist uh, lobby for all this, uh, whatever this is. <laughs> Very chic uh, dental waiting room. Uh, <laughs> uh, it wasn't always great. Uh, I did a lot of tough gigs starting out. I once, uh, I once uh, performed at a prison. Uh, thank you, yeah. It was tough. Uh, five inmates walked out halfway through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very upsetting, because you know they're just going back to their cell. There's not another room with midnight bowling or laser tag. Those inmates heard my jokes, and they were like, you know what, I'd rather be alone with a murderer right now. That was your thought process. Uh, and, uh, you know, I would get stabbed very quickly in prison, because I have a terrible snoring problem. Anyone else? All right, okay, all right, you pointed out that guy. He's, he's accepting it, he's like, it's true, it's true. <laughs> Mine's bad, so I went to the doctor and it turns out I have sleep apnea, which if you don't know what that is, that, that's a medical condition where you're so out of shape that sleep is just a little too much exercise for you. <laughs> That's where I'm at in my life. I am not ready for the intense workout of lying in my bed for eight hours. It could kill me. <laughs> I'm falling apart. I'm 35, it's all just going downhill. Uh, my doctor told me I had fatty liver disease this year. Yeah, anyone else have a disease that sounds like your physician's making fun of you? I'm afraid to go back. I'm gonna go back, find out I have man tit diabetes. Oh, we looked at your chart. I believe you have little bit scoliosis. So I quit drinking, I went to AA, and I learned a lot in AA. I did, I learned, I don't know if you all know this, I learned that alcohol and weed, although seeming harmless, are actually a gateway to born-again Christianity. Did you all know that? No. Something I learned. Oh, he's taking it for real. I didn't know that. Um, I don't do anything more. Is your Adderall? Where are my Adderall fans at, huh? The older people. Oh, you? Oh, okay. You're from a different generation. Good for getting on board, sir. You're hip. You're on all the new drugs. Uh, Adderall, uh, I got addicted, went to Narcotics Anonymous, which I don't recommend doing. Do not go to Narcotics Anonymous for an Adderall addiction. You will feel very out of place. Everyone in there was like, I would on heroin 12 times. I lost custody of my kids. I'm like, you think that's bad? I once wrote a screenplay. <laughs> They're like, get the hell out of here right now. <laughs> um, so, you know, uh, I, I actually recently went back to Kentucky. I visited my twin sister. Uh, every time I tell people I have a twin sister, half the people I tell that to, even, even more than half go, oh, you got a twin sister? Let me ask you, identical <laughs> or fraternal? A couple of you are laughing, and the rest of you are the people who ask that goddamn question. 
And you're all sitting there going, I wonder which one. We'll find out right now. <laughs> I don't know what to tell people. Like, people are like, identical or fraternal. I'm like, I could tell you which one, but it's not going to help. Because you have no idea what those words mean. None whatsoever. You're just throwing them around. Now I just play along. Now I'm like, identical. And they're like, really? How is that? I'm like, it's okay for me. It's not great for her. Because she's a girl, but she looks like an Israeli John Belushi. It's hard for her to go on dates. For the younger people, an Israeli Jonah Hill. I'm trying to get everyone. It's a big generational gap in this room. We have people who look 12. We have Andrew Lloyd Webber's grandson. It's a whole thing. I don't know. It's a whole generational thing. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I, I also visited my mom. My mom is originally from New York. She's very shrill and loud. And when I was visiting her, I just hear her yell from outside one day. Oh my God, Renan! Come outside! There are four deer outside! Four of them! It's incredible! Renan, come outside! There are four deer! It's amazing! Renan, come outside! There are four! Two babies and two parents! It's amazing! Renan, come outside! And then I came outside, and would you believe they were gone? Would you believe that? <laughs> they were not there. <laughs> Something must have startled them. Uh, <laughs> well, one was still there. He had uh, died of a heart attack and was lying on the grass. <laughs> My mom's great. My mom's been a third grade teacher for like 400 years. And as a result, she can only tell you stories like you're also eight years old. It's ingrained in her. She'll be like, your cousin Phil's been having an affair for two years, which is terrible, because he's married. <laughs> and when you're married, it's very upsetting to find out your spouse is having sex with someone else. It is, and it made his wife feel really sad. <laughs> Have you ever felt sad before? <laughs> Yeah, I'm feeling sad right now because I'm 35 and you're talking to me like I'm a child. And then I ask to borrow $200. Whenever I tell people I'm a Jew from Kentucky, they always say the same thing. They're like, did you grow up with prejudice? And I did, uh, mostly from my grandpa, who was pretty racist. And whenever he said something racist, my mom would always defend it. And she'd always say the same thing. She'd be like, well, he's from a different time. You all know that one? He's from a different time. And I'd be like, yeah, but the only problem with that is he's not. He's from right now. He was from a different time, and then time moved forward, and he's still in time. That's how the concept of time works. If you're alive, you're in it. Certain old people, not the ones here tonight, you're all great, but certain old people only have trouble adjusting to prejudice. They don't have trouble adjusting to other changes, and it's a little hypocritical. Like an old person will be like, I don't think black and white people should date, or gay people should get married, because that's not how I was raised. It's not how I was raised. And that's fine, you can say that, but then I don't ever see you riding a fucking escalator. Because <laughs> you weren't raised with that shit either. <laughs> Every time you said escalator, you should be like, who put this roller coaster in the mall? <laughs> Got to ask, can we curse on this? <laughs> All right, anyway, that was my time. Ron on Hertzberg, thank you very much. Woo. I have uh, I have tears in my eyes and my and my nose is running. You must be very funny. Um, <laughs> where are we? Okay, up next, performing is a woman who tonight for the is playing for the first time since she got her cast off her arm yesterday. 
She goes by the Latin name of Cogito. Let's give a warm contentment welcome to Cogito. Yeah, my name is Alex. I do music under uh, Cogito. Um, but I'm gonna play a song called um, Like to Lose. It's kind of about how like life had more difficult choices in it than I thought there would be. <laughs>
that I'll pass you in the street but looking down I won't even see so much great music Coquito thank you so much Woo, that was great Wow, so much great music and more to come, more to come. It's not every day that I can introduce someone who is a historian and student of a great movie, a film that came out in 1974. Some people may not remember it, but it was a, an epic, a thriller. Does anybody remember The Towering Inferno? Oh, yeah. Our next guest knows everything there is to know about The Towering Inferno. Where is he? <laughs> there he is. He knows a lot about Earthquake, too. Now, if you grow up as Generation Z, you're born with an iPhone. But when we were young, we went to see a movie where the entire theater shook, uh, shook from an earthquake. You guys will never appreciate that. You just have Facebook or whatever, sorry. Instagram, whatever you guys have. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, my friend, Dale Perot. What is the name of your play? Syntagen. How many characters are there in your play? Six. What are the names of the characters in your play? Kellner, Beryl, Perkins, Erst, Joy, interviewee. Have you previously submitted this play to Theater Unknown? No. <laughs> Has this play ever been produced? No. Publicly read? No. Read by anyone? No. <laughs> Statement of purpose slash letter of intent for theater unknown. Where are you in this play? Tell us why theater unknown should give a flying flickety flack about your play. <laughs> Specifically, what are your developmental goals? In my play, Syntagen, my goal is to try to play with a heady comedy concoction mix of screwball, fastball, covering up silence with words, rat-a-tat-tat, zany, manic, alternating with an upended mirror vision antithesis of hanging, breaking ball, hang dog, deadpan, milk the awkward silence, pause-ridden void. Why I hope that this piece is workshopped at Theater Unknown is to gauge how successful that balance and flow are maintained and sustained and to determine whether a workable balance may emerge to flourish the work would probably have to be in the flow of whatever is crying out to be flowing at that moment, bridging rapidity with a few well-chosen breaths along the way. Please be aware that your statement of purpose slash letter of intent should be 600 words or fewer. Metaphorically, my wish has been to employ enough tweaking, distortion, and self-reflexive lightness and weight to make fresh the genre of so-called workplace-themed works that incorporate meeting culture, groupthink, business models, focus groups, all the while straddling the ill-defined and most particular, plus trying to transcend these and make it into some kind of reflective 
neurocomedy as well, with the brain itself at work or not, the brains of an operation, some existential bafflement, not too heavy-handed, the brain's train of confluence and simultaneity, with a few glasses of tomato juice blood flowing into it and through it, Perkins drinks tomato juice throughout the play, up times, down times, decision-making, and the inability, indecisiveness, or perils therein, motor skills, memory, networks of connections across synapses, asking the age-old question, what the frontal is going on? The appearances of scanned images of a brain under attack add personal weight and shading. My dad had dementia, even as my goal has been to write comedy. It's been quite welcome to have this outlet of expression. 312 words remaining. And here are some other random notions and jottings about which I've been thinking and aiming for. I wanted to consider familiar situations distorted and pushed over just a tad that may make us notice them more. For instance, there's a room. Someone may enter, someone may leave. There's a group. Someone may join it, some depart. Chatter isn't just chatter, if you know. There's someone waiting outside during all the chatter. Perkins doesn't speak, then he speaks, then he doesn't speak. Perkins is the scapegoat. He scapegoats tourists. One character's name is only mentioned. When there's a possibility, he becomes Perkins' successor as the new scapegoat. Simple things don't get done. Complicated things are contemplated but never initiated. Plus the spread of syntax talk as an organism feeding off itself to sustain itself. Unfamiliar objects are brought into the room one by one and placed before Kellner, Beryl, Perkins, Urs, Joy, interviewee, that they must perceive, evaluate, catalog, disregard, forget, delete. If the play is ever presented at Theater Unknown, this one is very different from others I've sent you. My goal is to have a strong visual, stylish elements in production as well as a stylish design that stylishly complements said glasses of tomato juice. Did I mention style? How stylized should the production design be? Can comedy of recognition rise aloft? If a world looks too strange at first glance, is it best only to have the zany and ordinary rise out of regular customary trappings? I would like to explore this inquiry into abstraction and realism at theater unknown. My hope is that this play would provide a fun, neural workplace for an appropriately idiosyncratic but not bipolar director and a skew cast. Will a workable synthesis emerge? I look forward to making full use of the unique developmental opportunities available only at theater unknown. Thank you for this opportunity and for your consideration. Thank you for your interest in theater unknown. We received a record number of submissions this year. Aren't you proud of us? Best wishes in finding a suitable home for your play. We did not give a flying flickety flack about it. Cal Perot, playwright, essayist, and return guest at five minutes or less. Thank you so much, Dale. Uh, we'd like to try to open, open this up a little bit, and I just want to make an offer that um, Will has put these microphones in all kinds of concoctions, and if anybody would like to come up and do anything unexpected, we want to invite you. Chris, you're welcome to come up here. Please don't plug in all those things again. I loved them the first time, but please, if you have something a cappella, welcome. Anybody else would like to come up? Okay. I decided the last time in, the first, in our first episode that hearing Doré sing one song in an evening was not enough. So I would like to invite Doré to come back and sing another song.
this next the song I'm gonna play, I wrote as a junior in high school. You know what? I guess nah, we're good. I fixed it. Um, this song I, is called "The Things They Carried," and it actually has um, horns in it, but there are no horns here, and I don't like know how to play horns, so I'm gonna just sing the horn part. Um, Enjoy everything here. Is, I love seeing, coming to these, and like I've only been to this is my second, but I really like seeing what everyone brings because you don't like you know, you're in music and you kind of only see music when you go to shows, but it's cool seeing all like the, like the stand up and and like the short stories are super awesome. This is called The Things They Carried, and it was named after a book, but it's not about the book, but. I could really use a miracle, have a spirit call me on my way. Where's the pot of gold? This has gotten old. I pray you're unbreakable. My body's shaking, but you're barely one to blame. I've been feeling kind of cynical, the pinnacle of my mistake. Baby, light the load. I can take the high road, wait on the brink of always and unthinkable. Always seems the but I don't really know, I don't really care I don't wanna blow up, but you know I'll always be there, dare me To share what I carry and lose to your prayer <laughs> I know I helped cast the shadow And down below I felt you holding on the rope That I had dropped No control I forgot So go and I'll pay the fare As long as you're home And I'm safe under someone else's care Be a burden to bury I'm sure you know
fantastic. Thank you so much, Doreen. All right, don't go anywhere. We have one more performance tonight. Our first band at Five Minutes or Less. They met at LaGuardia High School, but they didn't form a band until they all attended the new school for jazz. Tonight they are without their drummer, Harry, but it's not gonna stop them. They're unplugging something they've never done before. Closing it out, the one and only, Play Shoes. So for the poetry thing, I chose the word alien. I know nobody else did this, but I chose alien because I've never done a podcast before, and I kind of do feel like an alien amongst people. So this is our song. It's called In Your Own Room slash Spiral Staircase. Um, it's out on Spotify if you want to hear the mastered version of it. And I, iTunes. And iTunes, music. yeah, everything. All of the above. But this is the unplugged version. All right. No fun, only one. Okay. It's gonna be, don't need any body, no fun, only one. It's just my face in a dim lit room, handgun has the sun, fresh it into somber gloom, joy saw. It all. What a splendid home, windows shut and walled, shut and walled.
I've got whiskers This time I'm gonna listen She's got whiskers That does it for our performance, and that brings us to the final part of our program, which we call Thank You in Promotions. We want to thank a few people here, if I can remember. Will, making everybody sound great. Thanks a lot, Will. Grace for producing. Kim for helping with everything. Um, I'm forgetting somebody. I'm forgetting somebody. Sophie, doing social media and everything else. Thank you, everyone. And now, Grace, will you join me? We are going to... You know, give everyone an opportunity to promote their stuff. Everyone's out there working really hard, writing songs, writing poetry, writing plays, doing creative stuff. And uh, we're here to promote you. We want everyone to do more of the creative stuff. So, uh, Grace? First of all, tonight was awesome. Yeah. Ooh, These good. things keep getting better and better. So thank you for being here. Um, got some promos. Starting with Play Shoes, who we just heard. Play Shoes just released two uh, singles out on Bandcamp, Spotify, and Apple Music. You can find their stuff at playshoes.bandcamp.com. Um, they also will be debuting their first album very soon, but we don't have a date. Do we have a date? Probably in a week. Probably in a week. So we'll follow up. Um, so that's Play Shoes. Alex, who's part of Cogito. Kogito Music. You can follow her on Facebook at Kogito Music um, and find out when she'll be performing next, probably in New York City, is yeah, my guess. Yeah, um, 
Andy Hammerstein has a show this Saturday at 7.30 and 9.30 at the Green Room 42, where he will host a show called Oscar on Oscar, um, where he'll discuss the social conscience and liberal wisdom revealed in some of Oscar Hammerstein's work. Chris Lawless, part of um, the American School, uh, has another band called Stay Inside that will be touring um, in August through the Northeast in Canada. You can find his stuff online. We will follow up with that. Where can we see you, Chris? Are you going to be playing New York? We are playing, yeah, that's sort of the end of the tour, but we're going to be in the Midwest in Canada and the Northeast. Are you going to end in New York City? Yes. Do you have the JX schedule? Uh, I don't know if we do. Um, I think it's right. the Bushwick Public House, and I think it's on the 18th. Mr. Public House? Bushwick Public House. Bushwick Public House Woo! on the 18th. Bushwick All right. We'll have a class trip. We're going to have a class trip. All right. Thanks, Chris. Sweet. Uh, I have one more. Yeah. Um, Ranan, who we heard uh, do a comedy set, he has a comedy al album coming out in August. It does not have a title yet, but he already has one um, that you can find uh, called Self Helpless. So be sure to be on the lookout for his stuff. All right, everybody, thanks so much for coming. Uh, we're going on hiatus, but, but look for, we're gonna release this, this tonight, and then we're gonna release, we're gonna reorganize things like the music and the poetry so people can just focus on different things during the summer. And uh, we think we'll be back in the fall, so look out for us. And if you're at home, or in your car, or wherever you are, good night or goodbye. But if you're here, please join us in room one. We have wine, we have beer, carrots. <laughs> what else do we have? Salami? Zucchini. Zucchini? There's zucchini in there? Uh, please join us, and, and we're going to have a group photo. Thanks, everyone. Instagram and Twitter at Content Mint Color.